what's going on? Welcome to another edition of Birds All Day. Uh, I don't know how many of these have we done, 12? Something like that? Uh, this is either 11 or 12. Yeah. 11 or 12. Uh, my name is Drew Fairservice, and it is a good day as uh, the Blue Jays may conspire to win a ball game here as we recorded on Thursday night. Uh, as I said, my name is Drew Fairservice. Joining me as always... Old Reliable. Old Reliable. Andrew Stoughton. Joining me in his own home, as yeah, always. As always. How are you, sir? I'm well. I'm doing all right. You're doing all right. Yeah. So it's a big show. Uh, we keep meaning to upgrade our uh, technology, which uh, we're going to do. But in in lieu of that, we just have to keep up, keep coming with the big name uh, guests. That's right. Uh, we had the Zoobs on before, uh, but as we've been promising and teasing, uh, it is our honor to introduce uh, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> no, the Paul F. Tompkins couldn't make it, but instead we have a man uh, who is known uh, by another name, which, ironically enough, his real name, uh, which this is breaking news, is... Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, it's the Dow Steed. Dow, how are you? I'm well. Welcome to Toronto. Uh, it's the big city for a for a small town boy like me. So you must be. It must be overwhelming all the things to do, and you know uh, all the cars on the yeah. streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, just disorienting, probably. Yeah, yeah. It is. It, it, it's. I I love Toronto. It smells a little bit uh, like sewer here and there, which I. It's take... just my house. Yeah, <laughs> this is fine. I, I, I I take that to be Toronto's uh, aspirations of uh, trying to be a, a like New York is you know that they're trying to get their sewer game going a little bit uh, <laughs> more. So. You must have been on Front Street. Uh, yes, it does have a, it does have an odor. Yeah, yeah. Every so often, you realize that it's a lake, not an ocean. It smells <laughs> correspondingly. Uh, so we're going to talk about your Toronto Blue Jays, which thankfully they've decided to uh, play well tonight because otherwise we were going to have to cancel the season. We I thought I we believe. already almost did. We almost did. Well, there's the it's it's not early anymore. Uh, the fine fresh comedy from uh, the purveyors of fine fresh comedy that you know and love uh, the world over. Uh, but the season isn't over yet. There was a great tweet by uh, Arden, uh, Arden Zwelling, the dude. Uh, what's it there? Uh, at, the, at the Letters. That's the name of the yeah, podcast. Right. Of course, right? Sportsnet. Podcast. Sportsnet, the mag. Uh, Arden said, on May 11th, the Blue Jays were five games out of first place. Since then, they uh, before tonight's game finishes, uh, they've gone, they were two and seven since May 11th. And now they find themselves... Four and a half games out of first place in the American <laughs> League East, uh, because it is a it is a disease of a division in which all the teams are excruciatingly bad. The Yankees just got destroyed on the road. The Red Sox have Red Sox pitching staff is what it is. Their offense could not possibly be worse. Literally, yeah. The Orioles are just kind of it's the Orioles are in like an every other year kind of thing where they just have Buck magic for a little while, and then it goes away, and then the race. God only knows. The Rays have more injuries than anybody in the world, but uh, no one ever wants to talk about that. Uh, we want to talk about that stuff, sort of, and so much more on this edition of Birds All Day. But first, we want to send out our thank yous. Thank you to everybody who pledges on the on the Patreon, who downloads us and uh, on SoundCloud or on iTunes, where you can, of course, rate and review our lovely podcast. Uh, send climbing up the charts once again, because as I understand it, it irritates all the right people when that <laughs> when it starts going up there. And of course, if you beat uh, one of our our milestones or one of our goals for for uh, for patreoning, patronizing, I don't know, patronizing sounds the the connotation there is a little wrong. A little bit. Uh, 
But we get to send out a thank you to you for doing so, just like we're going to do today for all these guys with very normal names that I will not butcher this time around. Uh, Nick Smith, Trevor Lloyd, Wayne Maybe, Oliver Terry, the dude, Ollie, please my ball league, and uh, Eric Viola. Also Patrick Goche, uh, Mark Foster, Morgan McGrath, James Burke, and David Smith. Thanks, guys, so very much. Coming back on Birds All Day. So despite the fact that the Blue Jays have conspired to uh, be up big here in this game, uh, the things are not going well for your Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, not going well in as much as people are, are very much ready to cancel the season. And with it, a fire. Everybody. 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 There's a, the, the John Gibbons on the hot seat talk. It's red hot. Is it? I, well, it was like really a topic of discussion. Then Alex Anthopoulos went out of his way to poo-poo it. You can generate those stories, though, every year about, you know, six six weeks, eight weeks into the season, just basically take the the four teams that are on the bottom of the standings and say, so which managers are on the hot seat? Well, I think it's Mike Redmond. Oops, mm-hmm. and uh, it's John Gibbons. And so, I, I, I mean, there's a lot more of a local angle on this, but, I mean, they've been trying to fire Gibby since before they rehired him, so... I'm just imagining that Cito is like sitting there getting <laughs> getting sized up for his his uniform to come back and save the day again. He's on the golf course right now, just like laughing, luxuriating out of out of a golf club, being like, "Now it's my time." Uh, here's the thing about firing John Gibbons: it would be stupid as fuck. Well, that's why I didn't think it was even really a real conversation. Like it's a conversation among people who are like who who just don't don't want to accept that the manager doesn't. Will the team to you know, play above its head, or you know, all the whatever this crazy nonsense people think about what managers are supposed to do? You know, people, uh, where's the accountability? Why isn't he? He doesn't. He doesn't make them play better after a loss, or he doesn't. You know, things that are just sort of vague, hollow things to get angry at, like old men yelling, yelling at a cloud stuff, <laughs> and like I don't know, among people who are watching what this team is doing. This is this was my central point when I was talking about that Steve Simmons article. It's like why are we the, the pitching is the problem? Why are we trying to invent things that are the problem with this team? Would you say is it is it even fair to say that this team has been playing badly? I don't think you could say the team has been playing badly really. I mean, they haven't they've been playing fine. I mean, they've been hitting well. I mean, there's even guys who you wouldn't expect to 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 hit or play defense as well as they have, and and they're doing that fine. Um, yeah, they just they're 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 probably about two starters and three relievers short right now. And <laughs> a little you, bit. Yeah. I think that's it. That's really it. They're, it's not that they're playing badly. It's that they have bad players. They have there are too many bad players in the lineup. That even as good as you know, to, and, and to John Gibbons' eternal credit, he does smart things. He's like, okay, well. The, my lineup is mostly garbage, or or now as as it starts to creep in with like three and four guys who are just not hitters in the top of the order, so or in the bottom of the order. So it's like just just don't fuck around, 
John Donaldson leadoff, Bautista second. Get just just fire all those guys in the top of the order. Great, awesome. I don't know. Maybe other managers wouldn't have the guts to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, he did, he had Carrera lead off one game, and then it was like at the, you get to the end of the game, and it's like, oh, finally, mm-hmm. we're getting done through through this bottom of the order and the top of the order. Oh, right, Carrera's up there. Why are, why did we do this to ourselves? Um, and, and yeah, he does he's does done smart things like that, and I think that's partly why you know the the talk about firing him is, is absurd. Uh, you know, there's he brought in Steve Dalabar the other night, uh, which was maybe an issue. And, and you know, you can you can look at, at like specific things like that if you really want to nitpick him. And, and you know, some of the but he doesn't have a lot to work with back there. Roberto Osuna cannot pitch every single relief inning. He cannot. Uh, Brett Cecil's been okay, he's except fine. he's the closer, quote unquote, Dick Fingers. And now, mm-hmm. so he can't he cannot be used at any other time. Which I think would you know if they had a guy that they you know that would have allowed them to have Brett Cecil operate at any other time instead of saving him for the ninth, maybe that would be helpful. That's a good point. Yeah, but, no, and I, I, yeah. I found, found have found since Cecil got moved into that closer role that he has kind of disappeared a little bit. Like, you don't see him nearly as often. Because <laughs> they are either blowing teams out or not winning. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And so last night, you know, in the middle of that sort of putrid half-hearted rally in the ninth, they had Cecil up in the bullpen. I just thought, you know, where was he uh, a couple of innings before? And and in that first couple of weeks when it was, they didn't even know what to make of the bullpen. It was all kind of chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gibbons kind of threw rolls out the window and said, oh, whatever, you know, who whoever is going to go in, we don't have to name someone a closer. And then I think eventually figured out that, no, they're going to ask him to name a closer until... He actually does. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, I mean, Farrell did that kind of a thing too. Was was talking, and then eventually re- came around to the idea, like, oh no, but roles, you know, defined roles, very important for uh, for the bullpen. You know, you kind of have to do that. And I, I don't know that I believe it, but it's it's one of those things where, you know, the mindset of the players factors into it in a way that you maybe can't account for when you just mm-hmm. look at it, it, it in terms of like playing percentages and like putting guys in the best spots for them to be. Because uh, I don't know, they seem to. I don't know if the if they seem to well you don't they, people don't do it enough for you to really have a lot of data to say oh yeah it's way worse they're worse when they don't have defined roles but I don't know anecdotally it does seem like they are more comfortable when they're coming in when they're when they're supposed to I'll take the other side and say that oftentimes most of these guys they pitch themselves into roles non the non closer in particular yeah I mean. And I think I've always felt that John Gibbons is really good at that. And we even saw it this year where he ratchets up the, the leverage for these guys depending on how they've performed. Miguel Castro was the closer after, what, a week? Yeah. And then he it, he had no leash at all. Gibby was like, well, he's not good enough. Yeah. When, then next thing he's like the mop-up guy and then he's out. Mm-hmm. Right? And Osuna, the same thing. They don't want to rush him in. Pitches well. Ramp up the leverage. Pitches well again. Now he's the, he's the setup guy. And he's he earned it. Uh, and yeah. then loop is—it's more of like a process of elimination with him, right? There's nobody else. You need a situational lefty because, again, to your point, <laughs> yeah. if there was someone else to go back there and be behind Cecil, then sure, okay, then maybe he's going to be happy to move around roles. But Cecil's also a guy who's like looking at his arbitration years, maybe a couple saves, make him a little bit of extra money. That's nice to have. But let's talk about the other thing. This is the second part of this equation. So we're not—we keep going on about how they don't have enough good players. This and that. Maybe John Gibbons, or maybe it's uh, Alex Anthopoulos is the guy who's going to be kind of out of a job at the end of the year. You know, like, everybody, people are talking about play, playoffs or bust, but it's like, at some point, do you maybe think that 
John Gibbons should be out of a job? Or, I mean, Alex Anthopoulos, sorry? Like, well, I, I mean, I think that, that if you take a look at what's coming down the road, and what's coming down the road always looks bright and shiny because it's not here yet getting, mm-hmm. you know, walking guys and getting, uh, you know, getting crushed. Uh, so, but if you look at, you know, Hoffman and Osuna and Castro and and Stroman back next year. And, you know, I mean, Stroman's absence is something that I think it's kind of been taken as a given because it happened so long ago. But, you know, I mean, you lose basically your best pitcher. Like, holy shit. Like, that's going to... Mm. That's going to have a cascade effect on everything else from the 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 rotation back through every role through the bullpen. Um, it doesn't exactly help when it's like, okay, well, Drew Hutchison's going to have to step up. Oh, his ERA is six through his first like nine yeah. starts. And and Drew Drew Hutchison, you know, as we're talking about guys sort of reverting back to their their sort of natural level or whatever, mm-hmm. we kind of have to remember that. As much as everybody was hyping Hutchison as this guy who is going to be, you know, a sub three ERA and a, a sleeper Cy Young candidate, you know what he's shown us that he's been is kind of a, a four four ERA guy, mm-hmm. um, and uh, who will have great streaks. But you know, especially in, on an extra day of rest, it yeah, seems. yeah. But I mean, he he hasn't been. He hasn't been that that low three ERA guy um, in the past, so you know his natural level might turn out to be that. So um... let's talk about. But the point of this is though that you can't take Marcus Stroman out, or you can't take Marcus Stroman to be Clayton Kershaw, right? We're talking about a hundred, what, hundred and twenty good innings, yeah, out of Stroman. Basically. So losing him is a blow because everything looked so promising. But there's so much shine on him because he never had an opportunity to do otherwise now by missing the spring. To do what, yeah, to, to do what, to Drew do what Hutchison, Drew Hutchison right did or to yeah. do what Daniel Norris did or do what Aaron Sanchez did, which is in its own way kind of an indictment of the team as it's been constructed. And you can talk about the fact that he didn't have any money left to build the bullpen or he, didn't have any, he doesn't have any money left to do this. But it's like your budget is your budget. And you have to work within it, and you have to build a full team with it. You can't build a twenty-man roster and then be like, "Well, we'll figure out the, the other five spots because we're all out of money." That's just not good enough. And the, the fact of the matter, as I see it, and I'm not trying to like bury him or put him out of a job, but what they've achieved under him is not good enough. It really isn't. There's no other way to dress it up. Yes, the farm system is in much better health than it than it was before, and yes, he's traded some farm. You know, some kids who turned out to be or could be something, or he's he's replenished a big league club with younger guys. But at the end of the day, all of that has resulted in nothing, in basically a net gain of zero. The team isn't any better on the on the big league field, and the team is, is hurt all the time because you you bring in guys who are fucking hurt all the time, and you bring in guys who are old, and you play them on this fucking archaic field. The bottom line is the team <laughs> is it's just not good enough, and I'm not trying. I don't want to. I'm not, I don't want to take his job away. But if someone decided at the end of the year, if it's Rogers, if it's Beeston, who's not treating Anthopolis like one of his large adult sons, like, <laughs> you need a better, you need a better, you need better results. It's just it. You need better results. The, 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 the absence of bad results doesn't undo the fact that you didn't do enough good. 
I think that's fair, and I think there's a lot of you know there's a tendency among the defenders of him to seem like the not to, I hate to make hockey analogies, but like like the the media in this city were 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 so in the tank for Randy Carlyle. It's like oh who better who's better who could be better, and it's like well probably a lot of people could do you know could do just as well or better, and you know you get looking at things like the the farm system, you'll see a lot of fans who will say. You know, well, look at what he's done with the uh, the system. Like, like, you can't fire the guy who's bringing up, you know, who's getting drafting Hoffman, who's doing, you know, lots of people could have could have picked Jeff Hoffman, would have thought it was a good idea, or could have, you know, hit on some of these guys. And and you know, it's to his credit, but I, absolutely, it's to his detriment the way that the results have, have gone. I think that there is some context to why that has happened, and and you know, there's always counters to, you know, I think the injury thing is is definitely a thing. You know, you can you. It's an excuse or a reason why they didn't do too well in, in 2013, 2014, and maybe now this is an issue again. Uh, so it, on one hand, it, it's like, yeah, you shouldn't have got players who are naturally going to get hurt. You, had, you, know, you should have done better not overlooking that. Uh, but at the same time, I, you know, I, I, I don't know that it was – I don't know if we can all pin it all on bad, bad process what's happened over the last three years, and that's what I kind of hope to look at. And and you know he's i think he's done he's done an okay job and i wouldn't i don't disagree. i wouldn't be pained yeah. to see him to see him stay i wouldn't be all that pained to see him leave either though because i think that absolutely there's it just it's it's scary i think it's like it's scary to you know okay somebody else is going to come in we know what we know we know what we get with this guy and and it's you know they they always have a or they've had a over the last couple of years at least a fighting chance and they're they're positive and, you know, with the Dan Duquette thing that happened with this, you know, people were kind of like, well, what the hell has he ever done with the Orioles? Well, you know, he kind of lucked into a team and he's got Showalter and, and he hasn't done any huge moves that have worked out well. And Ubaldo was a bad contract or it looked like at the start of, you know, in last winter it did. And uh, and you start getting worried about who might replace him and whether he's going to be any better. But I think ultimately, yeah, you're going to – it's a leap you're going to have to take at some point. I You know, I think – Anthopoulos really tied himself up with those two deals, which were really popular at the time, but the Marlins deal and the Dickey deal and took on a lot of salary at that point. Um, you know, uh, uh, Burley is an adorable huggy bear that you just want to, you just want to take home and feed him kibble and whatever, <laughs> but he still is costing you an arm and a leg for a guy who's a, a three or four, who's on his way out of uh, the door of his career. Um, you know, Reyes has been kind of shit, you know, I mean, he's been, and they sent an awful lot out the door and, you know, I, I don't want to be a dick about it, but if you go back and look at what I was writing at the time, I was like, well, you know, this is a splash that everyone wanted, but this is really something that is going to define the franchise for the next couple of years. And it's still trying to almost dig itself out, uh, from that, that initial splash that they, uh, that they made. I mean, you know, on on a certain level, uh, Anthony Desclafini and and Henderson Alvarez might not look that bad in this rotation right now. Henderson Alvarez certainly not. Absolutely, he's not having a great start to the year. He's but, hurt. You know, he only yeah. made a couple of starts. But, but, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I still, I don't know, I don't buy that. I, this is, I, it's a hard question. I think people look at the names, and you know, Nicolino's still a prospect, and he's had some good AAA, you know, success and. You know, I don't know. I, I'm not too worried about him or just Fanny or whatever. And, and you know, Hitchbury is obviously an incredible defensive shortstop, and he's hitting a ton this year, which is, you know, different for him. And if, and if he can keep doing that, then then that's going to hurt more than uh, 
Then the, the Marlins one is, you know, it, people were like, are, is the league going to let this go through? It seemed so crazy at the time, right? So uh, the Dickey one is, is maybe is maybe different, but, you know, I wrote about this the other week. and it, it You understood where they were going for and what, what they were going to do. And it, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to look back and, and, and take away those two years that were supposed to be contention years yeah. that didn't. And that's, you know... The fact that that didn't happen is obviously the, the GM has to wear that. There's an but, analogy that people use where they talk about how he went all in that year. And the thing, if you follow that analogy through, is if you go all in, you bust out, you don't get a big another stack of chips afterwards. You're actually sitting there mm -hmm. uh, or or walking away from Not the without reaching afterwards. into your pocket again. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Well, yeah. I, I think the Marlins trade, we can think about it in terms of, not in terms of the 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 individual players that went back because none of the the guys they've traded in any of the trades in the Dickey trade or this other or the other trade or or the, even the A's trade I don't you know Kendall Graverman made it was look good in the spring but what is he you know Brett Laurie the chance of his breakout his breakout probability seems very very low right you know we saw it we, they got the best of Brett Laurie probably in that one half season but you know speaking of Marcus Stroman like that what's what's to say that wasn't yeah, that Laurie twenty eleven wasn't Stroman twenty fourteen. Poor, poor Ryan Oakley. I just, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I see his tweets and I just can feel his pain. But the the thing that I that you mentioned that's important is that is all the salary that they took back and it brought them up to their limit, right? And it brought them up to the limit where at a point where now they it made it very difficult to maneuver. And and you said something that makes that made me think of Patrick Sullivan of all people, a Red Sox fan. Very smart guy that I hate to say that out loud to Laho. I don't want him, he won't hear this, but I don't want him to think I think that. Very smart guy who said something about after how much bad result do you have, do you start to feel like what you were doing was in fact good, good process? Like when the, when the, when the results are routinely bad or just not good <laughs> enough, maybe what we think is good process is in fact bad process because the results just aren't there. And you can you could bang your head against the wall all day being like it's good process, it's process, it's process. But when the results aren't there, maybe it's time to go back to the beginning and, and start again. And, and, and you know, in terms of a reset, uh, if you look at next year when a whole bunch of salary comes off, and the year after, and uh, I think even more comes off, like there is a chance for this team to reset and reset with I think some really good possibilities that they've uh, that they've accrued in terms of prospects. So, you know, there's, there's a great opportunity for the franchise after this year. And Jesus, I'm talking about next year and it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's still may, but, um, you know, I, I don't think that all is lost. And, and I guess maybe the question is, do you, do you give Anthopolis that rope? Do you let him go out and give Johnny Cueto, James Shields money? Um, I think you're going to be looking at a lot more than James Shields money for Johnny Cueto. Yeah, I think you're gonna be looking at like almost Scherzer money for. for well, that's the thing too, though. When you look back and you talk about the, the contracts that they that they added and the money that they took on there, it, you know, it's easy to dream about like, oh, what could we have done with the, you know, Mark Burley's making twenty million dollars this year, Reyes making twenty two million. What could they have done about it? Well, yeah, you would have been doing it on the free agent market, and who would you have been getting, and what would you know? There's, that is fraught with with peril as well going that route. So. Uh, it, it's easy. It's easy to really, to really be negative about it and shit on what they did, and especially because you know it <laughs> worked out so fucking terribly. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
I think in, in a lot of people's minds, it's obviously a fireable offense and it's obviously something that's gone completely the wrong way, but I don't know. I, I think he said at the time, you know, you got to take, you got to take chances sometimes like that. And, and, and he did go all in and, and, uh, I, I, and I think they've done well. Uh, yeah. And I think they've done well, re- you know, rebuilding the prospect pool and, and having this position where, you know, this, I think this was part of it. The reset down the line was part of it was like, we'll contend for three years. Then we'll have a bunch of money off the books and we'll have had time to, to, you know, sort of reset our, our prospect resources and, and we'll be looking okay. And they're kind of looking okay going forward. It's just that the intervening two, three years haven't gone so well, though we're being a little premature we are being Dow premature says about 2015 here. Because this being division premature, is garbage, and it feels it feels dickish to do it. Like it's something that we would have. I, I know I would have been, have been rallying against. But it's like again, I just keep. I come back to the like how far down is the scale of he's doing a good job. You know, you could slide it all the way down, and he can be doing a great job. And, <laughs> and maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the thing that we're also missing a little bit. Is like, well, what what is Rogers, the team owner? What is their measure of success? If the team's making money, then the GM probably is doing a fine job. And they don't have a Jeffrey Loria type who, who gets an idea in his head and he, and he can't let it go, which is like, well, Mike Redman's the wrong guy. But now he puts his GM in there because he doesn't want to pay three fucking managers at the same time. <laughs> Future Blue Jays manager, Mike Redman, yeah. Yeah, that's a great... Yeah, 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 no. Gibby's fine. Anyway, let's take a break. We've, we've been negative enough. We're going to look for something positive to talk about. Uh, we come back on this edition of Birds All Day featuring Down Steve. back and do some more thank yous of course thank you to mitch villeneuve jordan tenney matt ross the dude ethan chittics and james mccallum also tyler heller jamie uyama look uh, you already called a guy the we've dude, got so, so many of our friends twitter friends and real life friends showing up here this is amazing mark carter travis bateman and james james Hodgins. thank you very much So, I don't know what else there is to say about the Blue Jays kind of right now. The division is so bad that even though they've been such dog shit and they have a lineup full of players who are not good enough to play every day, there they are. Within a shout it within shouting distance here in May, which is nice to not be fucked. Yeah, in May. Yeah. And uh, there are there are Shoots of positivity. I, I, you know, Drew Hutchison pitched well this week. Aaron Sanchez had a terrific game this week, even though those were both losses. Uh, those are big steps in the right direction. They, they don't, they they don't have to pitch that much with the way that they can hit, especially with Reyes coming back and with Devin Travis. You know, his weird injury hopefully resolving itself soon. You know, the lineup looks a lot better when it doesn't have Ryan Goins and Kevin Pillar. Who, you know, if his if his name was Rasmus or Aaron Sibia, people would be like. 
like there'd be pitchforks and torches for this guy, but uh, there's also literally nothing else. Literally nothing. No else. one else to to replace him. You know, Pompey's gone down to to Buffalo. I think somebody tweeted at me. He has like a 500 OPS down there. Like he's That's not good. been good. Um, and you know, maybe maybe Michael Saunders once he gets used to the feeling of bone on bone and <laughs> in, in his knee can play a little center field. But he sure didn't look like anybody who's going to be capable of that when he's played so far. So you're riding Pilar for a while, Ezekiel Carrera, maybe. Maybe I, not. I, maybe not Ezekiel Carrera. Uh, <laughs> I but do no, but very there's, much there's, there's like... positive. Uh, there's positivity, and especially in the fact that the division is such garbage that they're not losing the kind of ground that they should be when they have weeks like they did this week. Uh, you know, fuck. You get you get Sanchez and Hutchison pitching like this again. You know. On a consistent basis, it's asking a lot. If everything goes right, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's I mean that's true of anybody, I think. And and Dickey pitched really well tonight, despite mm-hmm. you know the 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 bomb at the end and uh, the late inning Jack Morrising. But yeah, uh, uh, you know they they hit well enough that it they don't have to pitch that much. You know, people are always worried about. You know, the, it's like yes, their pitching's not great. But they don't have to have four aces. They will score a lot of runs. They just need to. They just need to do okay. And maybe there's some signs that they can do okay. Yeah, and they're. they're I mean, they're a couple of decent weeks away from you know being right back in the mix. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, you know, they they were probably two or three losses. If they had lost the next two or three games, uh, I think you were start to look at, you know, our first topic in terms of who's getting tossed off the side. Cause mm-hmm. I think that's starting to get into, you know, where they were in 89 with Jimmy Williams. Uh, but you know, I, they put together a couple of half decent weeks. I mean, there's still what, 18, 19 weeks left in the season or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Still it's it. Nobody wants, it's early. Everybody wants you to not say it's early. Everybody uh, wants it to shit on anyone who would say it's early because they don't want to believe it's early because, then they can justify being shitheads about it. I would say it's less, <laughs> it's it's less early. early. It's, the season is so long that it can still it cannot be early, but also still have lots of season That's left to play. Fair, fine, and especially when it's close as close as they are, you don't need that much season left. Uh, I like that this kind of stretch where so many people have been hurt. There has been an opportunity to kind of get a better look and maybe get a better sense of some of the role players, guys that are that do exist and are around on the team. Uh, I find myself very much in favor of giving Danny Valencia as many opportunities to play as are humanly possible. Uh, maybe he's not going to horn his way in there, but his job as a left fielder is to kind of stand around and wait for wait to hit, right? Yeah. But like, if he and if Pilar's in center, oh man, okay, hold on, wait, let me back up a second. <laughs> uh, so when the Blue Jays trade for Jonathan Papelbon, maybe they can bring Ben Revere over too. The Phillies are looking to move him. Ben Revere is an outfielder. <laughs> He's not any better than Kevin Pillar, is he? No. I don't think so. I, yeah. I don't know. Colabello's been okay. Colabello's... Chris Colababip. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think that... Smoke doesn't seem like he's getting any opportunities to play, really. But That's I think weird. The thing that Justin Smoke maybe is bad. I think that might be something to think about, that Justin Smoke might yeah, be I bad. Don't, yeah, it's not really an issue. But the Imagine cha- if they had Adam Lind and this was going on. Well, here that's what I was going to say. It was like, oh, it would be nice if they had a real DH. But it's like, this team, I don't want... If you bring in someone to be the real DH, you have taken away all that flexibility from like the inevitable Jose 
Bautista injury, you take away the inevitable give, Edwin injury, the inevitable Edwin, Reyes injury, giving Reyes an opportunity yeah. to play. Um, when Josh Donaldson gets mad and just like loses his mind and pulls his own head clean off his shoulders, <laughs> uh, everyone, man, they they love making myths about Josh Donaldson, Jerry and uh, and Joe Siddle. Josh Donaldson is a leader of men, capital L, capital M, leader of men. He's sick of it. He's not going to take it anymore. Um, and yet, gotta love those white guys. They're great. <laughs> Josh Donaldson is fucking awesome. He is amazing. Though. Yes. Myth, myth it up. He's myth, fucking yeah, incredible. Little, build yeah. the myth around yeah. him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so maybe not a DH. It'd be nice to have a left-handed bat, power bat like Adam Lind, for example. But uh, <laughs> he's suggesting Justin Smoke is not that. I'm suggesting Justin Smoke is I not that's that. That's probably fair. Almost like we, we could have known that going in because Justin Smoke has literally never been able to hit. He had one wow. good year in AAA. Like, hard to judge him. No, it's play, easy. Playing. No, it's not hard to judge him. <laughs> it's not hard to judge him. You don't think it's hard to judge his 2015 season? On account of how he's now playing once every... It's not a hard to judge. Well, yes, days. that's true. Although his 2015 season is so eerily similar to all of his well, other seasons. That's true. Including the ones where he gets sent down to the Miners by the Mariners of all fucking teams. <laughs> haven't, you, haven't you heard? It's all, Listen to Buck and, and Tabby every once in a while. It's all about consistency. You need to get, you need to get those at-bats. Greg Zahn will tell you that, too. Got you get, how do you expect Adam Lind to ever hit lefties if you don't let him hit lefties? Consistency. You know, I hate that term. It's in literally baseball. The nothing is nothing means less. Yeah, yeah, and it's it just it drives me batshit crazy. But I think what you guys were both actually saying is that you really miss Dion and Navarro. And no. I completely forgot about Dion and Navarro. Meister is tourist on his way back too. He played last night in the in the in what is known now now known as the Jeff Hoffman game. Yeah, that's right, the one where Jeff Hoffman died and and. It was it was a good try, but I guess he's not the savior. Yeah, I guess on. Stro- <laughs> keep keep throwing Strowman. Yeah, Marcus Strowman was throwing today. Get uh, yeah, is <laughs> no no knee brace on. Wait till his late season comeback. How far down the how far off can he really? Did be? Did you see somebody was tweeting at us like, "What was Giovanni uh, Gallardo's yeah re- did yeah, schedule like when yeah. he came back?" It's like, don't even let's not do this to ourselves. If Marcus Strowman comes back, it's like two Christmases combined with winning the lottery. I will say that. I put out there, I said, Strowman wants late season innings, and Strowman faved it. So, yes! so you know that guy. That guy's got uh, a late August comeback. Hopefully, the, the Jays aren't hopelessly out of the, the race by then. But uh, Have you seen the rest of the American <laughs> League East? Absolutely. <laughs> so, I don't know. There, there's reason for positivity in that it can't get much worse than it has been. In that it, It's not that the team's been so bad. It's just that it looks bad, right? Weird bad losses and like the bullshit bullpen, which is not easy to fix, but it's fixable. Well, it wasn't even like bad losses the last couple of nights because they actually they pitched well, mm-hmm. they played okay. It wasn't like they were they were tripping over themselves in the field or anything. Like it just they went up and went against a really good pitching team and and they were good games. They just came out on the on the bottom end of them. It wasn't like uh, a couple of years ago in May when it just it looked like dog shit and you had Yeah, when they were throwing it around and yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I I entirely agree. And it it just it feels worse because they've already dug themselves a bit of a hole and now you're like, "Oh, you you can't keep pissing games away." And then when they keep pissing games away, it's like, "Oh, like it's just it's it's that much more deflating. It's not like though at the same time last year, you know, they built such a wonderful cushion for themselves. And you, you, it wasn't like it wasn't like you could you could be like oh they pissed some more games away that's fine you know it got to the point where that spiraled also so 
If only uh, it, th- it was like those minor league seasons that have the like uh, the first season cha- or the uh, first half champion, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they could have made or eighty-one they, yeah. the strike year, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what we need. That's what this Blue Jays team needs is a strike. We need a work stoppage to really motivate the workers to uh, to to strike back against their oppressive, colluding yeah. owners. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, Barry Bonds would be a good left-handed hitter for the Jays right now. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad he's, he was blackballed. and uh, Good on him for suing. I love that so much. He would have been great that year. I mean, you look at the numbers that he had the year before, and the, the guy's body was falling apart, and he was still... He had like a like 900 a, OPS. He had like a 470 OP on base percentage or something. <laughs> yeah. Love one. Do it. If... Is the bull okay? Then I'll ask one more question: Is the bullpen savior already on the team, and will they come in the form of somebody moving back there when, say, you know, the Norris is healthy and somebody else? Like, is is there a bullpen option that's on the team that we aren't thinking about, Jeff Hoffman? That's on, like in the organization. In the organization, sorry. Okay. Like our everyone, we've already talked about Trey. We've mentioned Jonathan Papelbon, who's pitching very well still. Who's because he's a very good pitcher. Yeah, I don't want to. It's it's not a it's not a fun thing to think about. But Papelbon is like a really good pitcher, and he has been for a really long time. Would, <laughs> it's would help. agony, just <laughs> agony to think about. But would help them though. He would help them. He would not hurt them. And then if you if you can get Cecil on board, and you can move him around seventh eighth inning uh, with Roberto Osuna. You know, you drag his innings out as long as you can. Just imagine, like the 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 Clorox the Clorox showers that you would have to take, you know, <laughs> after every Papelbon save that you sure. cheered for. You know. Yeah, yeah, and, desperate times, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, you know, well, Drew and it's I, easy I to say I ha- depends on what the price is. I don't think it could possibly be, you know, so dramatically large that you can't do it. It's a, it's a money thing, I'm sure. You know, they have their budget and they supposedly have money left uh, to add a player. And I, you know, I don't think they could cover his whole salary without going to Rogers, which is probably not going to happen on account of how they tried to get beasted out <laughs> earlier this year. And mm. uh, this is all, you know, I think I think their their budget is probably what it is. I suspect. I don't think Rogers is going to have much sympathy to like, oh. Oh yeah, you guys want more money when you told us three years ago. That I don't know when they ca- when, when they start <laughs> when they start cashing the uh, Anaheim Tampa Bay Stanley Cup final checks. They're going to be a <laughs> lot more easy with the sleazy. <laughs> oh, the bath that they're going to take on this. No, anyways, anyways, I don't know. I, it's I, almost like they're idiots. But, well, it's almost like they paid a lot of money for a. Uh, commodity that is not quite as valuable as they may have thought i think you and i are having though a same guy moment here is miguel as, castro yeah because as we're talking about who is the option who's going to be the bullpen savior and and you know i i still um i still write odes to that miguel castro change up and you know if the guy can figure out that he just needs to throw his fastball in the middle of the plate right and, let, the and let the and let the movement take it off the uh off the corners and you know maybe maybe they they that's their best option uh here i'm gonna read real quick miguel castro's uh trip some of his triple a numbers because they're baffling mm-hmm. uh he's pitched five in the third innings at, at buffalo 
Uh, he struck out seven guys. That's good. Yeah. Uh, five walks. It's not good. Not good. Ten hits. Mm-hmm. Worse than uh, yeah. Only two earned runs <laughs> and two home runs. Okay. How many sad faces? Uh, looks like a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a lot. A lot. Wild pitch, hit by pitch, all over the map. God only knows. It's Just, almost like he knows he's... how to he knows how to buckle down. Yeah, buckle and down. Not uh, not allow those runners to score. That's probably what that is. Castro struggled again with his command. Walking three over two plus innings in a second. Oh, he's starting. That's right. Yeah. I forgot he's a starter now. That makes this even worse. Yeah. So he's made three starts and pitched five in the third innings. Great. Um, <laughs> you know what we should do? We've talked about it before. We should do parting shots. All right. All right. So we're going to take a break. Come back. We're going to do parting shots on first all day. So that's it for another edition of the Birds All Day Podcast. Thank you very much. And as we said before, sign up on iTunes. Go to your mom's house. Sign up. Sign her up. Make her a subscriber. Uh, get yeah, her all your devices. Yeah. All your devices. Yeah. You got a work phone. It's got iTunes on it. If it doesn't, you work for a company that's probably called BlackBerry. Uh, <laughs> uh, we want to say a big thanks to the Dow, the Dow Steve. Sir, how are, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. It's been our pleasure. What can uh, Where can the people find your work? Uh, at the sportsnet.ca. And uh, uh, hopefully a little bit more frequently. I've uh, My real life has taken away from my uh, fantasy life of uh, being the Dow, which is a stupid name, I know, but I settled on it eight years ago and i'm gonna go with it and good ride it into the ground but was yeah. a, it, it was a popular movie at the time yes it was <laughs> i keep wondering whether or not if i should follow donald Logue and on <laughs> on twitter and i just figure at some point he's gonna look at that and then copyright lawyers are gonna come after <laughs> me so so anyways no pleasure to be here and uh sportsnet.ca hopefully something up uh early next week awesome do you have a party shot uh it, Parting shot, is this uh, sad, not sad? Uh, no, not no, sad, not sad. No, 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 no. just, just really thanks for, uh, thanks for having me, and this is great, and uh, great uh, talking uh, on air, as it were, and, and, uh, and otherwise, the, uh, on the, pre- <laughs> the, the premium pay for, uh, per podcast uh, with uh, all the... These are the golden airways, my friend. Indeed. Premium. <laughs> well, we, again, we thank you for for coming in. For we took you away, we stole you away from the game. It was a well, it was a contest when you left. Yeah, it, well, it, and it was uh, as soon as I walked out the door, Danny Valencia hit a home run. So I think maybe I should probably stay away for the rest of the weekend. Well, we heard it here first. Uh, Stoughton, you got a party shot? Cars, fuck, fuck cars, fuck cars. No, it's it's a callback to it's a callback to the to old days. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not really. I don't know. My parting shot is, is, it's not really a parting shot. Actually, it is a parting shot. I have a parting shot to a guy who lives across the street from you. Oh, yeah. And it's related to cars. Uh, so, you live on a one-way street here in, 
What do you call this neighborhood? Is this be the Annex? No, no, right. it's not the Annex. It's uh, call it Annex adjacent. Harvard Village, maybe. I don't know. Sure. They ask them. Ask like the fucking marketers, the real estate marketing. Well, people. there's nothing to have to sell. Like, but it's not the Annex. Yeah. Anyway, you where you live here? You live in a. You want to street. give people my fucking address? Like what? <laughs> you want nothing to say? That's what I'm trying not to. Your neighborhood, people like Stoughton spotting is still a thing that people can do. I live around the corner from Christy Blatchford. Walk, walk, do you? Walk her <laughs> stupid dog all the time. <laughs> You have a one-way street that, that they alternate the parking depending on the season. So when we first started to record this, I would drive in sometimes and I would park on the right-hand side. Uh, and now it's on the left-hand side and it's one-way street. You have to parallel park. So I parallel park on the left-hand side of the street and I fucking nailed it. This parking job is, even for me, this is like one of my only true skills in this whole world. <laughs> it was so good. And I parked right in front of a guy that lives across the street from you. And I could see him. He was watching. Nothing. Uh. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Give me something. Like a tip of the hat. Little, like, polite applause. Come on. You know. You know. You Like, what you just saw was something. It, it was noteworthy. It's not. We're not very friendly down here in the big city. Well, it's not about being friendly. It's about paying some fucking respect to an artist, which is what I am. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was art. You couldn't even. You could maybe put a credit card between the between the the, the the tire and the curb. Oh, it's beautiful. Lots of room for everyone else to pull out. That's what I was born to do. Well done. Well done. Uh, AndrewStoughton.com, of course, for all of your uh, lukewarm, tepid, and hot takes. And uh, all the days discourse. when I feel like doing stuff. Yeah. Hey, man, those display <laughs> ads—they don't pay for themselves. You know, know. you gotta know. get those UVs, son. And that time on site—that's where you can. That's where you can really make your money. I yeah, think. the time on site. Time on site. I bet you your time on site's through the roof. You can make a lot of money. I'll with I'll that. get some good time on site. Yeah, that's what the that's what the marketers. That's what they is want. That what they want? Time on site. It's those are quality hits. Then all right, quality. That's an engaged audience. That's what, what we got. Can I introduce some sponsored content? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. What's wrong with sponsored content? Anyway, AndrewStoughton.com. Check us out on iTunes. Read the Dow on Sportsnet and uh, follow us all on Twitter which I, I'm not going to lie to you, you probably already do. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>